You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Eric, I have an awesome idea, okay? This is my idea. Let's dig up, instead of dinosaur bones, old actors from over 30 years ago and put them in a movie that they have no reason to be in at all. We're talking about Jurassic World Dominion. How the hell are you doing today, Eric? The fifth highest grossing film in 2022. So far uh, released in IMAX, 4DX, Real D, 3D, and Dolby Cinema. This is a marketing studio movie in all of its glory. I am not happy to talk about this one. No, this is this movie's actually really great. And and I'm not being sarcastic. This movie is a great Mission Impossible movie if they just took the dinosaurs out of it. Because because the whole wherever they were, not Egypt, but wherever they were where they had the velociraptor chases and things, very bond, very Mission Impossible, right? Was that Spain? I think they were uh, but but yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, uh, not surprising that this this shit franchise uh, called Jurassic World, a movie that's supposed to be about dinosaurs, uh, go ahead uh, went ahead and took the dinosaurs and put them in the backseat the entire movie and uh, made them have feelings. They they uh, they're interacting now. They're part of the family. So therefore, they can sit back and we'll worry about something else. So, yeah, where dinosaurs are just kind of a, a fly in the background there while everything else is happening um, is how far gone this franchise has become. But here now, here's the thing, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna it argue. It works. Like, 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 listen. I, I, it's, it's just become so flanderized that it's, it's a cartoon now. I've told you this before. I, I've said, repeated this over and over again. And I'm at a point right now where I'm, what's that part? Uh, in grief acceptance, where I'm just like willing to be like, you know what? Sure. Because after watching this and just realizing that, like, you know what? Let's let's put a pin on this because it it relates to a lot of the Riley talk. Yeah, you know, it does. like yeah. how how and where I'm gonna build into from that where I'm talking about because this franchise started off as like a a, a techno sci-fi thriller, right? Like right, messing with genetics in theory from a mosquito that was uh, captured in tree sap right like the science of it actually was was fun to think about but now here we are where we can just uh well uh harvest and farm dinosaurs for their genetics at this point and see like all right well they're around let's see if we just can't mess with them and see if they have anything that we can use and let's automatically put them on the black market because that's what human beings do yeah this this movie is one we are on our way to Flintstones. Yeah, no, it is. But but see, like you just said, the Riley talk. I will say that 
this is where the franchise has become, though. It's because of, well, because of us, man. Uh, yesterday, this was the first movie that I took my daughter to together. She's almost six years old, and I was six years old when the first Jurassic Park came out. Well, so I figured. Build up the story you know, a, a bit more. Sorry to cut you there, but about how uh, you said you that you were worried about, like, if she wanted to see this movie or not, or Jurassic Park, or. Well, yeah, because she saw the previews for this a few months ago, and she was like, oh, dinosaurs, Dad, I want to see dinosaurs. And I'm like, ooh, I, I don't know, because I always think of Jurassic Park and how the T-Rex ate the guy off of a toilet. So I was like, that's it's pretty violent, right? I'm just at the raptors. Um... The raptors are scary, right? They're scary, but you see a T-Rex eat a person. So it's like, okay, like, you know. So I didn't know you gave me the suggestion. You said, well, why don't you show her Jurassic World a little bit more modern, a little bit more friendly, see how she deals with that. And I thought that was a good idea. So I showed her Jurassic World. I haven't seen it since I think we reviewed it, right? So I haven't seen it since. And that whatever that genetically made dinosaur was um, just rips people apart in that movie i forgot about that and i'm watching her and she was like not faced i will say then this movie i want to get it off now because i don't want this to be about daddy daughter you know review here but what was really cute is at the end of the movie when the t-rex is fighting the big bad dinosaur which i have gripes about uh she stands up in the middle of the theater no joking and puts her fist up and says go t-rex go t-rex yeah and, like, and people in the theater were laughing Everybody had their kids with them. Nobody under the age of 10, children age, was there. I mean, it was all Riley's age. It was all six years old. So that is where we can segue to this. This is where the franchise has become because we grew up with it as kids. And now that we have kids, we are showing them these movies. And the studio knows. studio knows we can't make it boring, uh, Blade Runner-esque dinosaur movies, right? These kids don't care about the science. They care about the dinosaurs. Yeah, that's that's really where I'm at with the acceptance part of it. Uh, do you remember the documentary, the documentary, uh, the People versus George Lucas? Yes, I do. That's I'm relating it to this completely, mm -hmm. where I am the people, and this movie is George Lucas, and I, I realize now that it's like, oh, I get that you weren't making this movie for me. Yes, yeah, so you were making it for children. Yeah, I, much as I wanted the continuation to go, um, but no, that one was, was gone. That one was gone after probably Lost World, the second one. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, after Lost World, which came out in 97. Anyway, okay, so let's get into this, okay? So I'm not a fan of Jurassic World. Everybody knows, Eric, that you're not a fan of Jurassic World. Definitely not a fan of Jurassic Mansion. Neither are you. Yeah. This movie takes place four years later, and they didn't kidnap, like... Owen and oh, oh Lord! What's what's the redhead's name? Is his girlfriend Bryce Dallas oh. Howard? Uh, Claire. Yeah, I know Claire. Thank you, thank you, Claire. Uh, so Owen and Claire are living in a remote California, Alaska, in a cabin, and they have the girl there. She's fourteen years old. You can't go past the bridge. Blah blah blah. Dinosaurs and humans are living together now. I mean, we just have to accept this. And this is something that I cannot accept right off the bat. Um, they are trying to humanize dinosaurs? 
they're just trying to to live with them and this seems kind of like the silly part of it because there's narration which when a movie opens and ends with narration i feel like it's kind of that's maybe where i lean more into like the children part of it because it seems more of like the story you know once upon a time and at the end it's you know and then they lived happily ever after so that's where i feel like the narration is kind of waters it down a bit but the dilemma that they're with is that okay we brought these creatures back from uh extinction we are responsible for them do we take care of them or do we treat them like all the other animals in the world here which it's a genuine question like you you could you know with any hunger or food shortages that you would were having you've now increased them uh, a lot uh, from the dinosaurs you've created. You've also solved a lot as well, too. Uh, but then you ruin it again by creating the locusts. It, it's, it's, there's a lot of, of issues globally and locally that arise from, from all this. It seems kind of uh, unusual, though, that in, given in the amount of time that had gone from the first movie to now, that there are that many dinosaurs on the earth and that many species of dinosaurs on on the earth it seems like there's a lot and it didn't seem like there were that many in the park and all it took was 10 years no 30 right i mean from the or, first or, movie oh oh uh, from from jurassic park in 93 or jurassic world from jurassic world oh yeah probably like 10 years yeah cuz that's we're we're assuming because well, this it came is out 2015, okay. so less. Okay, hold. I, we'll get back to this movie, but like, the, the chronologically, like the the novels are Jurassic Park, Lost World, and then um, Evolution of Claire, which is Jurassic World. What Evolution of Claire, Jurassic World? Yeah, so there's a book that came out in 2018 that is a part of the canon in publication uh, that is uh, about the college intern Claire. Um, I would imagine that uh, her story, that that book was uh, inspired, uh, it's a young adult novel, um, it's based upon the Jurassic World trilogy, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Wow, God damn it. You know, you know, like, this, I am upset, and I'm trying to not make this episode be loud and obnoxious, you know, because this is so... <laughs> This is just so far from what it was. I mean, I watched the original Jurassic Park when I was a kid because it was cool to see these dinosaurs. You never seen anything like that at the time, right? Remember, it was a technological marvel but with this, how they made it. I understand, but isn't this just like most of anything now? Like Star Wars is this way. Like even parts of the Caribbean. Any franchise that sticks around this long is is going to get ridiculous i i have to say i mean uh, everything even uh, i mean of course even marvel is is going to lose a lot of people with the multiverse stuff as well too you know but uh, star trek has even had its its issues and that's been around since the 60s i'm just saying like i'm just it, it's just when you get a first movie that you watch now as an adult and you realize there's a lot more going on that you never paid attention to Right, like the science and what's going. Like for an example, last night I was watching some scenes right on my phone of the original Jurassic Park just to kind of refresh my memory because I got time to watch the whole movie. 
the reason why they had the dinosaurs that they had in the first movie, John Hammond says, because that is the DNA that we found. There, there was no way they could have developed thousands, thousands of different types of dinosaurs. These were the dinosaurs that they could get. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, so you got 20 dinosaurs. Where in the heck did you find thousands of others? It's 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 absolutely crazy. Uh, it just it's annoying to me. Uh, it's also annoying that the Raptor Blue is back. <sighs> yep, yeah, and it has a baby named Beta. Well, yes, and Blue is st- not stalking Owen, but she's kind of like she's just like, hey, you know, I'm around. <sighs> okay, this this is frustrating. Because having raptors be what raptors were in the first one, to have it go to be blue, is so irritating. That's not at all what these things would do in the first movie. If if the raptors' babies would have got captured in the first movie, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't sit there and give a staring contest with the hero and pretty much, you know, pathologically say, go get my baby, rescue my baby. It would eat the guy. Yeah, I, I thought that too. Uh, but he did the hand thing. Stop it. Just stop her. Because she even bit the hand too, saying, you better get my baby. You're you're hostile, and I'm putting up my hand right now. Can you feel it? No, yeah. I just... <laughs> I was so irritated. I've always hated that. You know, because they wanted to do that with the Alien franchise. I'm just like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You know? It, it's just, yeah, it's getting frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. Uh, what also is frustrating is Apple product is the villain of this movie. Yeah, it, it very much seems uh, that uh, Apple guy was the Tim Tim Apple, Tim Cook. That guy's Tim Cook. If I was Tim Cook, I would be suing for for theft. That guy's a straight up clone. It looks just like it. it if there was any one character who could kill this movie, it was him. I uh, I have a lot of issues with this movie, but he seems to just be kind of like, you know, when I understand this is supposed to be a silly movie, but his his bad guy role is just so. It, it might be the worst bad guy I've seen this year. Right. No, it's 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 so Bond and it's so terrible. Like he is this evil rich guy. How is he rich? We don't know. Who has a secret volcano lair? Not exaggerating. Like it's in a mountain, right? Yeah, he's surrounded he's rich by dinosaurs because, because he's because of genetics. He's he's another billion. Hey, hey surprise everybody! Uh, what's this? Uh, uh, and poor B.D. Wong too. Geez, this scientist has worked for now his third billionaire, Dr. Henry Wu. It's like his third billionaire that says, hey, uh, I want you to do dinosaurs. He probably just wants to take a break. He's just like, man, I think I just want to go into like study the ocean or something for a bit. It, it, the dude has just been contracted. And how many? He's destroyed everything. He's destroyed two parks and now the world because of this. And he's just and he's stressing because of the locusts. Uh, what a weird oh, no. character. No, okay, okay, okay. Screw Doctor Wu. I know that rhyme, but screw him. Well, because, obviously, yeah, because, this, because without the, him, the world would be fine. Well, no, this is, it's nonsense because he wasn't even established in the first movie. I went back and watched that scene on YouTube. All he was, he was a background character that was just like, oh, here's Velociraptor eggs. And they're like, okay, you never see him again. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then all of a sudden Jurassic World comes out and it's kind of like The Force Awakens where it's like we're going to remake it but we're also going to reboot it. Let's 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 dig up some old characters that people may find familiar. Let's put Dr. Wu in. Okay, let's have him be another background character and be done with it. To have this whole focal point of John Hammond actually had a partner, Dr. Lockhart or whatever, and this was his wife and clone and and, and cancer and, and oh. Yeah, it, it's you're stacking a lot on top, and it's it's just gonna topple over eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's so frustrating. Um, so why? Okay, so so blue uh, is 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 outside of Owen's cabin, kind of just doing its thing, teaching its baby, reproduced Godzilla style. By the way, if people didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened to all the dinosaurs being female? It doesn't matter. Life finds a way. Yeah, life finds a way. So while this is going on, we get a massive, massive locust uh, epidemic going on. Swarms of locusts. Um, this is the only part that my daughter was a little terrified in because it was kids in peril running away from these gigantic prehistoric locusts. Um, you could tell any smart human being – okay, this plot is messy um, – that I think it's called Bison is the name of the company, right? Apple? What's that? Oh, bio, uh, Biosyn? Biosyn, Biosyn. Let's just call them Apple just to be jerks, right? Uh, yeah, just going to retcon that. All, <laughs> all these fields across the Midwest are just getting, like, all these wheat fields are getting torn up by these locusts. And we bring back Dr. Adley Sadler. She comes back. We dig her out of the grave. We haven't seen her since Jurassic World, Jurassic Park 3, which she was in a bit part from that movie. And uh, and they're like, you know, interviewing this this farmer, and she's just like, yeah, my crops. And then Adley Sadler's like, hey, those crops over there are lushing and green. Why, why is that? And the farmer's like, because that's apple. And she's like, oh, it's like really? The government couldn't figure this out. Like I could figure that out if every single crop is well, destroyed. <laughs> assuming that the that they know, you know, but that uh, Tim Cook. Has um lined he what was it something like thirty six billion that they recorded or something like that in in profit and that said said in the movie some uh, ridiculous number obviously, but enough to where you assume that he has control of everything. Right. So then I want to ask you this question because again I did go see this movie with the with the six year old. There was a lot of potty times. I don't know if I missed something. The movie didn't tell me or I was not paying attention. Um, what was the point of Apple and Tim Cook developing these locusts? World domination? Uh, it, it, he would control basically the uh, food supply. What? Uh, that he could make it to where um, obviously you could, you know, use bio and seed only. Um, and that he he could just control and program them to eat whatever as well too. Doesn't what to evil eat. bad guy would ever do that? Uh, the the bad guy for this movie. Oh God, Eric, that's so lazy. Yes. Oh my God, that is frustrating. Okay, while this is going on, Claire also in the beginning of the movie, she has a team of people because there are now people. Of course, human beings are terrible creatures. We are worse than dinosaurs, right? All dinosaurs do is eat, sleep, and make little dinosaurs. We 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 have to take dinosaurs and we have to 
kidnap him and we have to sell him on black markets and she starts the movie with saving dinosaurs at an illegal breeding farm. It's like, oh my good God. There is one good thing because I am talking a lot of nonsense that I did notice about this movie though. And I will praise the movie on this and I'm not joking. They did something that their two movies haven't done yet. And what the first movie did, they used actual animatronics. They used real puppets too with the CG. I noticed that. I don't know if you did. Did you notice like some of these dinosaurs? Oh were yeah, real? yeah, the baby triceratopses for for sure. Uh, yeah, a few other ones they had done that. One of them it felt like was as a hand puppet almost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it yeah. was the one where the the video uh, Maisie on the video uh, that triceratops, the big one. It felt like it was a hand puppet. It really did. But I, I I'm not bashing that. I'm I'm all for. It, maybe it's just a, the era that we grew up in, right? But well, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, some of the raptors, you know, when they did close up of the raptors, when they did close ups of all the dinosaurs, it looked, it looked, you know, like they like they built it, which I actually I was kind of happy about, right? Dude, like, I, I've been while you went off on the run, I've been looking, rereading, and really trying to find if there's any more motivation to, uh, to dudes, uh, takeover, and I there there was not. It's just it's just straight cartoon villain. I did it for the power. Oh really? So there was no controlling the food supply? No, I, I think that was it. Uh hold on. The guy's name is Lewis Dogson. Dodge Dodge Dogs Dodgson. Uh yeah, that, that's all he's doing. He's just doing Wait, it. What's his name? C E O Lewis Dodgson. Do me a favor, since you're looking stuff up. Is this Oh, no, Eric. Remember in the first Jurassic Park where uh, the guy from Seinfeld goes to wherever to meet the guy and he gets the Barbasol can? Yes. And the, the guy was like, Dotson, Dotson, we got Dotson here. And then and then also Tim Cook in this movie has that Barbasol can. Is that that guy? I know. I thought that was Dotson. Isn't this guy's name Dotson? Is Dodgson. Okay, I, I was okay. I was actually gonna give him credit there for a second because why would he have the barbell salt can? Uh, true. Hold on, let me, well, why do he have a lot? I think probably just for nostalgia, to be honest. Just yeah, for the, just for kind of the throwback of everything. Yeah, but how would he? How would he know? I I I do not know. Um. I'm gonna look it up. Should you find anything or not? Yeah, actually, it's my bad. Uh, yeah, it, it is Dodgson. Are you kidding me? I, I was right. Yeah, you're. He's credited in Jurassic Park as 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 a Dodgson, spelled the same way. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, this is that guy. It this guy. Be... This makes sense now, Eric. This does. Oh my god! Back. Yeah. You know why this makes sense? Pieces it all together. Because the dude from Seinfeld was working with Dodson, who owned or worked for, I'm assuming, a rival company because the company that started the Jurassic Park thing was Engine. Yep. Yep. Wow. Wow. I didn't piece that together. Wow. So we just discovered this right now, everybody. Does this okay, so now that we know that we have another throwaway character like Dr. Wu, we have the guy who meets Seinfeld guy gets the Barbasol can. Dotson, Dotson here. Do, does this movie make it fun now? Or is it just another stupid, hey, let's just pull something else out of our hat? Or does this kind of complete the world now? 
Well, now I'm looking in, in this uh, in the novels. Biosyn is Ingen's uh, Ingen's corporate rival. Dodgson is an employee that helps uh, in the theft of corporate secrets. Uh, makes only Dodson makes only a minor appearance in the first film, but is not named. Oh, yes, so he he's also uh, oh Biosyn's in in several of the video games, I guess. So Biosyn's been around. Right. So, okay. So now that we just discovered this and nobody else has ever discovered this in the history of it. So we're the first ones to claim it. <laughs> Does this make it movie? Does it make the movie somewhat better that they're, that they are going that deep to complete this world? Uh, no, no, it does not. No. Okay. Cause I kind of got a little excited there. It, 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 it's nice that they connected that back in, but, the character still acts and behaves uh, horribly. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even a villain, really. Like, I mean, he's not even twirling his no, mustache. He doesn't do anything. He The yeah. entire movie, he's on the phone, barking orders, and telling people what they're going to do as they are already doing it. Right. While he's eating peanuts, I think. That's like his thing. Yeah. It, it's really... Um, not threatening at all. And he has if a you're, temper, temper tantrum, too, at the end. Right. He has, like, a little weird – he, like, hits a chair. He gets – people get, like <gasps> – you know, if you're going to go this slapstick and this ridiculous, you might as well just have him walk around eating an apple. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> – I mean, like, if, if you're going to jump the shark, you might as well. Okay, so uh, Evil Tim Cook. The plot is Evil Tim Cook has Dr. Wu from the first movie in Jurassic World develop these locusts. And while that's going on, they also are trying to find the clone little girl so they could study her, take her DNA to say, quote unquote, to help cure cancers and illnesses in the world. That's the whole point, they say. And, of course, they hired these team of mercenary people to steal the girl kidnapper, which they do. And then we get our old people back. We get Adley Sadler, like we said. She goes and she gets Sam Neill, uh, which... Oh, God. What Dr. a sick Alan Grant. Thank you. I'm an idiot. Alan Grant. And then she has a contact with uh, with Mr. Ian Malcolm, who works for Apple, right, as a secret agent, right? And we got the band back together. The band is finally together the first time since 1993 that all three of these characters are together at once on the same screen. Did this do anything for you? Was it like a, ah, uh, or was it a, uh, I I mean of course I wanted to see this and you know I'm not gonna lie it, it was I enjoyed watching them more than I did uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. I like, would agree. Like would agree. way more. Yeah, yeah, I actually would agree with you on that one. Like they, those three had a chemistry. I also love too. If you notice, just like little things that this movie does. Like we just discovered discover the whole dots and thing. Um, jumping way ahead towards the end uh, when all of them are together at the end and they're fighting that big bad dinosaur, right? Right. Uh, and, and Malcolm goes underneath the car to hide. Yeah. When he saves the day, his shirt's unbuttoned. He looks down 
because somebody notices his shirt's unbuttoned, he kind of smiles and buttons his shirt back up. I thought that was a callback to the cartoon. Yeah, cute little thing there. Um, So then we get Mission Impossible Dinosaur, right? Uh, The little girl gets kidnapped. There is also this American uh, pilot that is a smuggler as well. She sees a little girl, and now we're in Spain or somewhere that's definitely Bond, definitely Mission Impossible. And there's an underground of, of, of... black market dinosaur selling trade and then we get another uh blonde no-name female mercenary who's a badass who has trained velociraptors to kill when there's a red laser on its victims (laughs) okay and um yeah, we get this humongous chase of dinosaurs roaming the cities and people getting just chomped up. Like that one scene, there's one scene when, when Owen's on the motorcycle and he turns the corner and this guy's on the Segway, doesn't pay attention, there's a dinosaur behind him. And he and the dinosaur picks him up and he lifts his head back and the guy's legs are still wiggling in the air. Why the dinosaur's eating him? I'm just like, oh God. Like, I mean, some of that stuff was fun, but this chase scene is 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 so Mission Impossible. Yeah. It, it's it's it, I don't understand why it's here. I mean, you you know why it's here. I know why it's here, but I don't know why it's here. Like, I mean, like, do they feel like because of the famous chasing of the T-Rex in the first movie when they're in the car, you know, um, that they have to one-up it? Because they did a chasing with the Velociraptors in Jurassic World, right? So that's they, that what they're trying to do? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. They just thought, like, this would be cool, chasing with the – you know what? This felt like. Have you ever played any of the Jurassic Park video games? Unfortunately, I've only played the very, very first one, which was so difficult I couldn't even pass the first level. Oh, the this... one on Sega. Yeah, uh, this movie just—it kind of just feels like the, these video games now. And this is what a lot of a lot of these action movie uh, have have uh, that are towards like the tween market. It really feels like they're just cutscenes from a video game now. Uh, I would that's, agree. That's all this really felt like. Yeah, I don't know if this was um, Jurassic Park or it was like an Uncharted. It, it it felt like the same thing. Yeah, it did. You're right. And then also while this is going on, Owen has reunited with his friend from Jurassic World, the guy who co-trained the Velociraptors with them. And of course, he wasn't going to die. He's also a secret agent now? I sure. Sure, because 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 the bad guy mercenaries go to exchange, you know, whatever. Because I thought they had the girl, but they didn't have the girl. But then they did have the girl. Then they didn't have the girl again. But anyway, uh, some of the mercenaries were actually secret agents, and big huge chase. And we have to end it with uh, Claire and the pilot. God, what is her name? I've uh, Han, seen Han, Han Solo. Yeah, yes, Han Solo, but where? But her eyes. Uh, Kayla is it Kayla Watts? I think. What uh, else has she done? Because I've seen her in something recently. Because those eyes are piercings. Uh, Dewanda Wise. Uh, she was in The Heart of They Fall. Uh, Fatherhood. Let's see. I've Twilight seen her. Zone, the weekend. Really? Nothing. Nothing big. Uh, how to tell you're a douchebag? Is that is that you? No, not really. I can't really see nothing anything. big. Huh? She just she just kind of looked really familiar to me. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything stand out here. Nothing stand out, huh? No, just a bunch of TV stuff. 
Okay. All right. She just looked really familiar to me. So after this, they, uh, they, they're going to fly to Apple that's surrounded by dinosaurs, right? I mean, it's just like the whole field surrounded by dinosaurs. Yeah. Keep on talking to me about that. Tell me about what's the purpose of these dinosaurs roaming around this area for a second. This is, this is the Biosyn uh, farm, I guess, as it were, as they're flying over to go visit uh, the Biosyn uh, headquarters. Uh, they're seeing over this whole ecosystem that Biosyn has created inside the, um, I guess the, you know, the top of this volcano or whatever mountain that they're, that they're in. And it's not a volcano, it's a mountain. It's like a, I don't know, what's that cove? Like a, you know, the, the hidden valley. Uh, there's a bunch of dinosaurs are there. And that's where they farm them. And that's where they can uh, tag them and pull them and do genetic experiments on them. I don't know if it's like uh, ethical or not, but I'm sure that doesn't matter. It's, it's in Italy. Is that where it was? Well, another thing that doesn't make any sense, the reason why I asked you to kind of like, kind of like elaborate on it more is that they said that these things are like mind controlled too. Because later in the film, when we get a massive fire, and later I'll explain that. Yeah, they, they can taking... control it. Like every, all the dinosaurs are, are complacent and they can obey orders. Okay. They can march it's, it's... in single file and they can do circles and they can roll over. It's pretty stupid. So we get her. We get introduced to some new dinosaurs, but before we, okay, so we get into this long neck dinosaur that has Freddy Krueger claws. Seriously, if you guys haven't seen the movie while you're listening to this review, like it's a long neck dinosaur, kind of looks like a T-Rex, long neck with feathers, and it has Freddy Krueger hands, and there's like a deer that's just minding its business, and it just slaps it away. Yeah. It's like, like, what is this thing? Is that even a... I'm sure it's a dinosaur, it but now we, but now we got an apex predator, the biggest predator that's ever roamed the earth. Never even heard of this dinosaur. So the one that you're thinking of that, that it's basically just this huge, uh, kind of with a beak and got three fingers, uh, is a, Ooh, there, Ooh, there is, there is a, there is Xenosaurus. Okay. I think I did that. The we'll other go. One is a uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Gigantosaurus. Really, Gigantosaurus. Oh God. Okay, so we're getting introduced to these dinosaurs. Cool shot. I will. I will. I will give them a, a cool shot where a good shot is due. Um, they're flying into Apple, and they got you know they got caught that they're you know flying in. And they release this gigantic pterodactyl, crashes the plane, it's going down. Bryce Dallas Howard, Claire there, she shoots out, parachutes down, gets into that beak dinosaur that you're talking about. Cool shot, she's crawling away, goes into a swamp, she goes under the water, and you get like that below water, above water shot of the dinosaur growling while she's underneath the water. I thought it was a cool shot. That was in the trailer, it was cool looking. I'll give him that. So Claire survives a... Uh... Uh, was the the escape chair thing? Uh, yeah. No no scratches, and they survive a plane crash. Yeah, I don't know how they survive a plane crash because the the plane's crashing, going down, 
hits into a to a frozen pond. I'm thinking it's like a big pond, but it's up high in a mountain, like a frozen pond. Wouldn't water be shooting into the plane? They came out; they weren't even wet. Uh, my thing is, is that weren't they up high? Didn't they have to scale that fucking mount down to go into the? Sorry. No, they didn't. No, they didn't because no, they didn't. Um, because after the interesting attack of a dinosaur I want to talk to you about, they, uh, they, they escaped that dinosaur attack by going to this elevator, remember? And they start going down. Oh, geez, that's right, the elevator. No, I'm, I'm serious. Don't you remember that? No, no, that's that's right. It's just like yeah. one of those where I, I it's just a, you it's know, so it, stupid. Well, yeah, because I, I just I, I forgot about it. And it's just like one of those, I like, could just feel like the dilemma in the writer's room. It's like, all right, well, uh, they're up here. How we get them down now? I was like, um, oh well, we could just say that it's you know it's Biosyn. There's it's the whole mountain is rigged. So there's elevator over here right. built into the side of the mountain. They'll take them down. It's like, of course there is. Of, of course. course, there's an elevator conveniently right there next to the crash site. Of course. All right. So power to it. When the first Jurassic Park came out, we knew what we knew as a society, and also paleontologists knew what they knew as as a group of what dinosaurs probably looked like, you know, because of the bones and more reptile. But as technology grows, we grow as people. There's a not a theory anymore. I think it's factual that dinosaurs were more bird-like, that they may have had feathers as well. So when they crash land this plane into the frozen pond, they are greeted by a feathered, I'm assuming it's a velociraptor, right? Uh, sure. Is this there just to, is, and, and the reason why I'm asking this question is because I, I was asking this to myself while I was watching the film. Is this here just to, just to say, hey, look, you know, this is what a real velociraptor probably would have looked like. And it swims underwater as well? Uh, well, we're not going to go there because. Why I, not? Well, because I would imagine, first off, Jordan, that most cold-blooded animals wouldn't be living in the winter or cold uh, climates. Well, they're cold-blooded, Eric. Hence the word. Uh huh. <laughs> Come on. That makes sense. It's a it's a it's a furry velociraptor. What doesn't make sense? That swims underwater. It's cold-blooded, uh -huh. and it lives in the cold. It's cold-blooded. Warm-blooded animals live in the warm areas. That's right. Uh huh. All the all the winter snakes that we that we get right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> so this is where the movie lost me. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. And what I mean is the movie didn't have me. Like I said, I'll give you an example. This is kind of my experience with watching this film. I'm with a six-year-old and I go on Tuesdays because it's $5 and you get a free bag of popcorn. So she gets a bag of popcorn. I get a bag of popcorn. Five minutes into the movie, she drops and spills her whole bag of popcorn. So I'm trying to clean that up, and I give her my popcorn, and then you know she has to squirm, has to move, has to move. You know, like I have to go potty, and then 10 minutes later, I have to go potty. The whole point of me explaining this is the movie didn't have me. It had like one eye of attention because I'm trying to focus on the little girl. But this is the point where the dinosaurs are attacking. This is where she's getting really fun and she's getting excited because she's seriously the dinosaurs. And I am too, right? But to see this feathered velociraptor, regardless if it the way it looked or the way it not looked, as soon as it went under the water and does the slow motion coming out of the ice alien 
Terminator kind of style. I, I'm like, I'm done. When is know, this movie when gonna it, like go? was super swimming underneath the water and like Chris Pratt is just you know he gets pulled out super quick. It's just like I don't know, man. It's just yeah. Come on, it's it's really. I'm done. You know, and then they get on this little platform and it's trying to bite them. You know, and they just somehow find this elevator like we established. They go underground. Blah blah. blah. So why all this is going on? We're kind of jumping around. But why this whole mess is going around too? Uh, in Malcolm, like I said, as a secret agent, and the only way to get into uh, secure access areas is to have these fancy bracelets. I will call them Apple Watches. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so um, Adley Sadler and Alan Grant gets this band from Ian Malcolm, and they find they dress as scientists, well, with robes and masks. And they find the locust breeding ground where they breed the locust. And it's like, oh my God, these are prehistoric locusts. And again, I'm not I'm not paying attention because this don't is getting really this is getting to be. this is getting ridiculous. And they release the locusts and they're getting bit by locusts. And then they run into the little girl who has been there the whole time and she let blue escape and ha ah, chaos. Chaos. Right? Oh, God. I think I think somebody said the line in the movie about Ian Malcolm saying that it pays really good to be a chaos theorist right now or something like that. I'm just like, okay, that's, that's kind of true in a way. <laughs> um, God damn. What, what else? Uh, there's there? a bunch of other stuff that would happen in there too. Like the, the, the different sources that, that came in, um, which I thought was kind of silly that, uh, they seemed threatening at one point as they were stalking Claire um, as she was doing something. And then t <laughs> the greatest weakness is um, that we found is uh, given by Chris Pratt is that uh, when a Diffosaurus uh, it threatens to spit on you and has the uh, his old collar up and everything, uh, just close its mouth. Choke him. Just, just he, he grabbed his neck. Just, just close his mouth and give him a little choke and tell him to get out of here. Yeah, okay, let's talk about this real quick, right? That's so That's all you needed to do. So I call it Dilophosaurus. That's what they said in the first movie. I bet you're saying the actual word, but Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus, right? Well, I say Dilophosaurus. What doesn't matter, the whole point is, this dinosaur has not been in any of the movies since the first movie. And this was one of my favorite movies. And I looked at that to make sure my memory is correct. And it's correct. It wasn't in the second, third, or any of the other ones. It was only in the very first movie. And those Dilophosaurus in the first movie were terrifying. You know, with this yeah. with thing coming out. And it's like it's hit, it's rattling like a, like, like a rattlesnake. And it spits that black venom at you. Like, those were terrifying dinosaurs. So it was really cool to see them back. Question, though. In the first movie, they said when it spits, it spits out venom. So when it killed the Seinfeld guy, it spit venom and it got into his face. And it got into his eyes. He wiped it out and he goes into the van like nothing happens. At the end of the movie, Tim Cook gets it. He gets it by like four or five of them. And he lays on the ground acting like he's been bit by snakes. So how does this stuff actually work? That's well, what I'm trying to figure well, out. Didn't didn't they have didn't uh, Wayne Knight have protective eyewear? <laughs> no, he had his glasses. He did he his glasses? Oh, he, he took them off and he, he you know and then did he rub them in his eye? Is that what it was? Yeah, because he went down. Uh, to, he went down this little waterfall. Uh, Jerry. Um, 
don't yeah, know. and he spit into his eyes, and he's oh. like, ah, my eyes, and then goes to another scene, comes back to him. He still has the gunk on his cheeks, but not his eyes. Ah, oh, ah, because it was raining. There you go. I just, I just don't understand this dinosaur. I just it, explained it for you there. Yeah, pure science right there is because it was raining, you know, it, it uh, diluted the, the the venom composition in the in the spit. Okay. Um, sure. I, I, hope that, <laughs> I hope that's good enough for you. It, it, it's fine. So all chaos is breaking loose. So what Tim Cook wants to do is that he wants to destroy the locust and sets the whole place on fire, the lab. Locusts somehow escape into a ventilation system be- because— This and- guy— Jesus, go ahead. No, please. No, no, you're right. Okay. Where this, he's, such, he's such a stubborn child that he refuses, oh. obviously, to, to um, play ball with, with anything and, and really concede to, to defeat. He's like, no, no, it's going to be my way. Take care of it. Get it done over and over again. And then eventually it's just like, all right, well, I guess we got to get rid of it. And then he decides to, to burn everything. Uh, his, his, uh, controlled little room, which is, uh, poorly done. The locusts can all just get out like that. Right. But they're dying. That's what I understand. So it's, it's like the locusts are all catching on fire by these gigantic flamethrowers. They go to the vent system. They're out into the atmosphere. They're out. They're out. Yeah. And they just start to slowly fall, burning, dying to their death. Like, that doesn't make sense. I mean, they're trying to escape the fire, but they're all on fire. And, you know, they're they're just trying to escape, but they're just more on fire. And in the process, they are catching everything else on fire so so you do realize by by the imagery is that this that that this was the director's way of saying this is the meteor shower right i mean that's just obvious uh it was a pretty cool to get that right no not really you didn't like uh, also um maybe the noah's ark effect we're just like all dinosaurs please report to sector c <laughs> I, I hate this so much. This is not at all what the first movie or the book were even trying to say. Oh, all predators uh, to A. All plant eaters to B. Please, single file lines. I have a question. If they could mind control these dinosaurs, couldn't they in the control room just like, like make gigantic saurs like not be mean? I, yeah, there's a lot of what ifs on on that. Like, okay, I'm not. If they can it. control okay. the dinosaurs, then then why even let them roam free, and like to to hurt each other? Because like, wouldn't that if if that's your product, then why have your product kill itself off? Right, and they can't have a product anymore, right? Because I don't think the government knows that this is even happening. Because the failure of the first Jurassic Park, the failure of Jurassic World. They're not going to be allowed to have another park. So, what's the goal of keeping these dinosaurs? Is well, it be? Sorry to cut you off there, but all, all, all those two were done on islands, right? right? So that, so like, the, the, whose jurisdiction is it? Right, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, even if they do a park, I mean, like, what's their goal to keep these dinosaurs? Is it because they? This is, that's what I understand about the villain. Like, is he keeping these dinosaurs for what? 
to actually do genetic testing to help solve cancers and illnesses? Is he just keeping these dinosaurs to do nothing? Like, what's the point of keeping these dinosaurs? He had said for, uh, yes, for, for cures, for advancements. And so then he's not a villain. Well, until he became one. Do you know, well, I, Icarus flew too close to the sun. Like, he wanted more and more until the point where he's just like, oh, you know what? We could probably just do this. We could uh, uh, eradicate, you know, world hunger if we create a superfood. And, and by doing that, we can eliminate all the other farms by doing it this way. Yeah, whatever his plan is. Okay. For all right. I, 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 that's just kind of how people, how a villain would think. Like, this is how I would put a villain in here is uh and laid out more uh, more uh i guess methodically is that like they should be focused on like no what i'm doing is going to help everybody you don't understand my plan is to help the dinosaurs and the humans by doing this he, you know for, for him to have a vision or that the, the villain to have a vision that only they see that no one else sees that's better but this villain doesn't have that. This villain is just is just greedy. <laughs> yeah, just like the producers, he, they're just like the villain. It doesn't make sense. Keep going. What doesn't make sense is we get the big fight at the end, right? Everybody's escaping. Doctor Wu's like, "I need to study the girl. We can stop these locusts and save the world, right?" And they and they capture Blue, and, and then in Malcolm, he's funny, right? I, I mean, he's funny. He even oh, says yeah. to. He was like he was saying he was saying to Chris Pratt, "Is that a is that a dinosaur strapped to your shoulder?" Yeah, I mean it's like small little things like that. He was fun. I I, I really enjoyed him. He didn't act like Ian Malcolm in the first movie though. He acted Jeff Goldblum mostly in this one. Um, so we get the big fight, which I just didn't like. The part where my daughter's like, "Go T Rex, go!" We get the T Rex. Versus the Gigantosaurus. Gigantosaurus beats the crap out of the T-Rex. Why is the T-Rex always at the save the day? I don't know why. But he has to. And, the, come on, man. It's the T-Rex. Yeah, but it's like, just because it It didn't work in the, la, in the in the first movie either. It made no sense to the T-Rex. <laughs> but you, but, but call, this is what happens with the franchise. This is, is like, it's and I compared the T-Rex to, to the Bowser because it's the best way I can think of it. But is like once a bad guy, but now the good guy, or or now that it's it's the the bad guy that people love to cheer for, the Darth Vader that you know everyone likes Darth Maul. It's it's that bad guy that that you that people love still. Okay, I'm just it just it okay. I don't want to go on a rant, make the episode longer when it needs to. But, but then, but right, like cause, okay, because T Rex was the the villain in the, in the first the villain. <laughs> he wasn't even a villain. The T-Rex wasn't nothing. The, 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 the reason why they do this at the end of these movies is because when the because in the because in the first movie, when the kids were being stalked by the raptors and they thought they were gonna get in out of nowhere, T-Rex shows up. We didn't hear footsteps. How did he get into the lobby? We don't know, but it didn't matter because at that movie it was so good you needed a stupid moment and something to cheer for. It, that doesn't happen in this movie. You um, maybe I missed it too. Uh, help me if if I missed it. Uh, did they give an iconic uh, the the stomp with the with, uh, the ripples in a puddle? No, not in this one. But what they did get is this stupid lawn circle fountain 
big huge thing with the waterfall and the t-rex head is walking behind it to create the symbol of the jurassic park symbol oh right that was oh i oh i groaned on that one yeah. oh there's a few little uh well whatever and and the t-rex regardless that these are wild creatures decides to team up with the freddy cougar dinosaur and shoves the gigantic saurus's neck through the claws, and then the Freddy Krueger dinosaur and the T-Rex are like, we're cool and partners now. They and did then a fist every- bump, dude. They did a, oh. a tails five slap. They pretty much, they pretty much could have, you know. So then we get the end uh, monologue, right? Uh, Owen gives Blue back to uh, Beta back to Blue, and Beta runs off, but she, but Beta has to come back and give the stare down to Owen. Pretty much say, sorry that I bit your hand. Thank you for my daughter. And Owen's like, you're my girl, Blue. You know, why? Blue just sitting in her nest, just, just, oh, what are they going to do? Just knitting a blanket. Mm -hmm. Bring back my daughter. My baby. So fucking stupid. (laughs) I was so mad. And then, you know, we get the monologue of dinosaurs and humans will exist. And then they have – this is where they jump the shark. They're like dinosaurs and animals and humans going to live together. They have bronchiosaurs walking with elephants. They have, they, have, they have that gigantic sea dinosaur swimming with whales. What? Are yeah. you serious? And, uh, and that the Bison Valley will be a – sanctuary a sanctuary which is fine right they need a sanctuary for these things to go so there's no more it's just seeing dinosaurs walk side by side with our now real world animals just frustrated me so much i couldn't believe it yeah (laughs) if i was an elephant i'd be like what the heck is this thing like what? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, so so frustrated. All right, you know what? We have bashed this movie. We talked about pretty much everything we could talk about. So this is probably no shock. What we could give our popcorn ratings? We'll see. Eric, what is your popcorn rating for Jurassic World Dominion? Oh, it's a dog shit movie. It's a no bag. Uh, it's it's the worst one of the of the three of the new franchise. Um, listen, I I enjoyed the the three. Uh, return uh, of uh, Statler, Malcolm, and, and Grant. Um, that's not a, a band from the 60s, by the way. But I enjoyed their return. I thought it was great to see him on camera. So a really good part of this movie. Uh, I don't like Chris Pratt's character in, in this movie. He's just kind of Johnny Fix-It-All. He's just there to to always just just give me the gun, uh, you know, give me the ball, I'll... I'll I'll score the touchdown. I get it. I don't like that they added um, that Han Solo character to this, who it just happens to be an expert at everything and always seems to be able to have the airplane and have the right amount of time and space and know how to fly. It seems just, you know, was that Deus Ex Machina pilot there? Yeah. It's just, you know, the answer to everything. There's no challenge for anybody here. Um, at least not from for me. But again, I'm I, I understand that that this is just a playground ride. Like this is just like you said, as is your uh, obs- if you, as you observed in the audience there, this isn't for me. 
anymore. This isn't supposed to be the, oh, the the what-if uh, thriller um, that it was in Jurassic Park. The, you know, um, we never uh, stop or we never stop to ask why or however Malcolm, uh, whatever that quote is that I'm, I'm going to screw up. And I'll, I'll probably catch later as I catch this. But, you know, like, it's it's so different from what it used to be. It's just this um, fun, unique dinosaur adventure now. The big part of like the, the lumber yard with the, the brontosaurus when it got up and they had to use the flares to get it out of the way. Right. The visuals are why you're watching this. But there are so many other visual movies for dinosaurs now that yeah, just playing off of that. I think I wanted something I would have liked to have seen another like uh, techno kind of sci-fi thriller like Jurassic Park. It'd be, I think it's time for something like that. Uh, but this is not that. Okay. All right. So no bag for you. I'm not going to watch this movie again. I don't plan on watching any of the franchise again. I, I, I really don't. Um, maybe one day if, you know, the, there's a there's a kid in the picture, and there you have it, like for dinosaurs, and this maybe gets added to something. But I will try to steer them away from this and put more, uh, well, put better dinosaur movies in front of them. But this is not gonna okay. be one of them. Well, one of the things that really irritated me about this movie is in the very very first movie. Uh, you didn't know really who these characters were, so you didn't know if one of them was going to get ate or not. Like, we didn't know if somebody was going to die, right? That was the whole thrill of it. In this movie, they tried to do that for a little bit, but after they all survived that Gigantosaurus attack on that little mini tower thing, I'm like, okay, nobody's going to die. And, and unfortunately, this movie needed somebody to die. Somebody needed to to make us feel something for it. And it didn't. It, it, it needed to be one of the original three. Uh, for me, myself, Eric, yes, I agree with you. This is the first, not say the first time, but I mean, you and I universally agree. This is a no bag. This, this is definitely a no bag movie. This is really bad. Uh, the plot doesn't make sense. The villain doesn't make sense. He looks straight up like Tim Cook. I, I don't know why you make him look like this. Um, I don't know why they do a lot of things that they do in this movie. Uh, I'm really upset with where the franchise has gone, and I'm glad that the producers have said that we are putting a pin in this franchise for a little while because we have no idea what we're going to do in the future. And that's good. They made their trilogy. We're good. And therefore, I'm good. Right? Absolutely. Adventures <sighs> of Dino City made more sense than this movie. Oh, Jesus. Prehysteria. Oh, Oh, so frustrating. It made more sense than this movie with right. Brian Austin Green. Mm -hmm. Well, Eric, you know what? You know, the other thing that does make sense, though, makes total sense, have admitting chlorines in your blood. May the force be with you. Yep. There we go. And and also with you. There we go. Anyway, <laughs> little tease for next week's episode. Eric, this was a fun discussion. I actually really enjoyed this conversation with you. I don't know how this was going to go. I didn't know if you were going to give it a no bag. I knew I was. So, yeah. All right. Well, like always, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Check us out at movieguyspodcast.pompy.com. You can download our episodes on any social media platform that you have that's for podcasting. And like always, next week, we'll be back with another awesome episode. Have a good night.